0: So good morning everybody, um, I'm reading this morning from Isaiah 11 from verses 1 to 10 and I'm reading from the, um, the, the NIV version, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from his roots a branch will bear fruit, the spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of, and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might The wolf will live with the lamb, the leopard will lie down with the goat, the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear, their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hands into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. Hello, everyone.
1: I just want to make sure you can all see me. (laughs) Because obviously Wayne doesn't always. But we're just going to pray. And um, so... We celebrate the dream of peace, not only the absence of conflict, but the presence of true compassion and community. We celebrate the dream of justice, not only appropriate consequence, but radical inclusivity and equality. We celebrate the dream of goodness, not only the end of corruption and evil, but the nurture of extravagant integrity and love. We celebrate the dream of salvation, not only life beyond the grave, but present wholeness and restoration for all. Here and now, O God, we, your people, give you thanks and praise for the dream and reality of shalom. So, Advent,
2: and silly seasons, and holiday period, and we're now in December. I said to, I think it was Alan yesterday, that um, this has been a horrendous November. I don't know. I don't know if I say that every year, but this November felt just particularly busy, Stressful, stressful, all kinds of. It could be that my wife has been away for two weeks, and I've had all her animals, that have um, added to this whole thing. And the sleep, you know, I think sleep affects things. And um, I got up for T J F on Friday morning. I planned to wake up at five, and her dearest little boy uh, Gatsby woke me up at hoppers three. And so I think that that probably does add to things. I said, to, she gets back today. And I said to her and the kids, I said, I am off pets till the new year. It's like, that's your problem. So we'll see how that goes. But I shared on Friday at TJF about um, just attention in a world of distraction. And I touched on the Sabbath. And in actual fact, for this period going into the new year, I have just felt to share with us and sort of linger with the topic of just contemplating sustainable rhythms. What are the rhythms that we really need to live in this crazy city? You know, rat race central. I always think it's like, you know, if, if the planet and if the country and if big cities are a rat race, I think Johannesburg is the capital. Um, and what are the the rhythms that we need for work for relaxation for family for friends for hobbies for creativity what are the sustain- there's a lot to say about these things and as I was thinking of, I was thinking of prayer and you know um, reflecting and silence and journaling and re- contemplative ways of of reading scripture and praying and things like that. I wanted to sort of build um, and somewhere in December share a little bit around um, rest and the Sabbath. And in actual fact, this week it's been sitting with me so heavily, and I'm wondering, I'm just wondering if if maybe. It's Sabbath that gives us a foundation for proper rhythms and in actual fact, a lot of these other sort of sustainable practices. So I'm really just going to introduce it this morning and we're going to break bread together. But I wanted to read to you from Genesis chapter 1 and the last verse and into um, the beginning of Genesis chapter 2. A couple of verses, but you know the creation story. And as, as, as we listen to the creation story, it ends each day. It ends with, and there was evening and there was morning. And then the last one, after God creates Adam and Eve, he says God saw all that he had made and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. And then chapter 2, verse 1 says this the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he'd been doing. And so on the seventh day, God rested. Incredible. God rested from all his work. Then God blessed the seventh day. And made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating everything that he had done. So Sabbath is in actual fact a commandment; it is one. It's the fourth commandment, and often with that, we as believers as Christians kind of we go well it's not legalism and we you know we're not under the law anymore and things like that and because of that we have sometimes we have this ambivalence about um, God's commandments and even particularly the Sabbath and I think we miss some of the intention and some of the protection and some of the gift that God offers to all of us So I want to say to us that, in actual fact, God's commandment of the Sabbath, long before it was commandment, it was gift. Some authors actually put it like this, they say it's a commandment because it was firstly a gift. God gave us a gift of the Sabbath, but more importantly, what I was reflecting on this week is that it... If we begin to think that God's rhythm, God's practice was to stop, was to rest. In a rhythm of a week that he gave us, seven days, he took a full day just to stop from work that he was doing and rest. But in that rhythm, God blessed the day. And made it holy, which means he set it apart for himself and his people. So, Sabbath was set apart by God for his people. And so, in that, it's a gift. But, something else about that, it's challenging and quite profound to think God invites us into his rhythm. God invites us into what he did and what he gifts to us. So instead of thinking of it like, oh, you know, I've got I've got all this work to do. I've got all the stuff to do and that, that kind of thing. Like how am I going to take a day off? It's like we think of it as God has a rhythm. God gave us rhythms of the day and the night, the morning and the evening. These are rhythms of creation. We have a rhythm, even still, of a seven-day week. And in that rhythm, God invites you, he calls you into what he does, what God himself does. And says, come and pause. Come and stop. Come and worship. Come." So Sabbath is, come to me. Sabbath is also, come together, come all of you. So Sabbath is a day where, where we get to worship together. Sabbath is also a day where we get to rest together and to be together. So I just I wanted to make a few suggestions in terms of that. So what, what, is the, what was the Sabbath meant to be? It was meant to be a stop, stop. Stop working, stop what you normally do. You know, so th- some of the things that I'm thinking of, like the, the stuff that I do on a daily basis, shopping, it could be banking, it could be emails, I spoke about this on Friday, it could be all of that daily rhythm Well, why don't I just try and stop that? Pause that. And have a day that is set aside for God, family, can be church family, can be own family. Ruth Haley Barton um, has just released a book on the Sabbath. I haven't bought it yet. I'll get it when it's on special. I'll probably take his long, and I'll post it onto the WhatsApp group when it's, you know, $1.99 on Kindle or something like that. Um, but I I've just been listening to some of her podcasts on this and been so challenged about it um, and what she's saying. So she said something that caught my attention. It's a nice way of saying I felt her um I felt harangued by the Holy Spirit, should I say? She said, sabbath is a day for unplugging and her challenge and now for her and her family is just to cease from their habit of emails and electronic media and and even social media and all that just pause all of that and that i thought That's something we do every day. We're on WhatsApp. We're on all these WhatsApp groups. We're on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, I don't know, whatever you're on, Instagram, 40 other platforms and that kind of thing. What if there was a day where you just said, no, this is about rest. It's about rest for my soul. I need to connect again with God and those around me. So maybe Sabbath, for Bev and I, might even be saying I'm just it might be a zoom call or a Facebook meeting with my family or something like that. It. it might have to be that. I know, Jackie, you guys do this as a, That might be Sabbath. You want to connect with your family, Jennys, boys, all over the world. That might, that might be part of your Sabbath. But there might be another part that you say. We're not gonna, I'm not going to do WhatsApp all day today with you, my children. Incessantly. Okay? We'll have a time to chat today. But the rest of the time I'm pausing. So let me mention a few other things that some of these writers of Sabbath are challenging me on. Said it's to stop, it's to pause, it's to stop from work. It's for worship, it's for community, it's for meals together. Sabbath, Ruth Haley Barton says, "Be very." She said, "It's not about silence and solitude. That's a different practice. Sabbath is often about being together, which is a challenge for single people. So it is about meals. It's about walk. It's about nature. It's about sleeping. It's about conversations over coffee. It's about getting out into the sun." And into nature. It's about unplugging. And my greatest challenge that I heard from, and I've shared with you a number of times by Eugene Peterson is when when I was reading what he was saying on the Sabbath, and he, he reminded us that God gave us the gift of Sabbath. And when when Israel was in captivity and slavery under Egypt, they lost the Sabbath. And the world power and the superpower of the day had them working all day, sometimes all night, seven days a week. They, They lost the sense of the created rhythms and the rhythm of ceasing from work. Pharaoh literally abolished the Sabbath. And when the Israelites were released from captivity, when they went through the, through the Red Sea, when they went into the Promised Land, one of the first things God did was instituted the Sabbath. And so within the, the whole understanding of the Old Testament in Israel, Sabbath has now forever been linked to a freedom from slavery. And that is so powerful. The Sabbath is a gift to remind you, you are not slaves. We are not under, yes, we're not under the law, but we are not under the rhythms and the routines of this world. We were created to, to need time to be restored. So you'll know this, what I was feeling in November I have limits. We we, we have limits. And so God's gift of the Sabbath is you have limits. You need to take care of yourself. We need to rest well. And we need to say no to certain things. So one of the things we'll touch on, I'll just mention it, Sabbath is about trusting God. Can you trust God to stop certain things for one day? Because, I mean, you all know, I'm so important. You know, I'm so important, I need to be in contact. I need to be on my email. I need to, you know, it's like, and we all have like, what, how can I not be available? I'm so important. How can I not answer emails? So, Sabbath is a gift of, well, you're not so important. (laughs) And, Sabbath is a gift, well, you're not a slave. And that for me is such a challenge. We are not a slave. So, we'll revisit that. that. But we're going to break bread this morning, as we take the bread today and then the cup, let us remember that we have been set free, delivered from bondage, released into rest, into life, into God himself. Jesus has brought us back from Pharaoh. From the powers of this world to live well with God and one another. And I don't know about you, but I need (laughs) that deliverance. (laughs) Maybe sometimes daily, definitely weekly. And so as we take the bread and the cup, I encourage you to just bring where you are feeling bound. Were you feeling burdened? Were you feeling under pressure? And Father, we ask that even now, we say as we break bread, set us free.
0: Set us free, Lord Jesus.